0: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 436 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Shack, and this episode is our short topics episode. So we'll cover news and events and all kinds of things that are going on in the worlds of amateur radio and open source and uh, try and pick out the best of stuff from all over the world that we find out about. Yeah, we try and do our research here, but sometimes there's just not a lot of news, but we do what we can. And the folks that bring them, them like the stories, to you are, are we. <laughs> I'm Russ, K5TUX.
2: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO.
0: And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And once again, we don't have a lead topic, nothing special. Bill decided he wasn't going to put joda and jody in here because it, it would be already over at this point so yes <laughs> yes it would
3: have passed yeah
0: well you could have uh you could have put in like it was an great, amazing this, weekend yes, oh my amazing, god even though the we're bands recording are this full <laughs> yeah before it actually happens but you know what what happens when you listen to time-delayed media oh well unless you're listening yeah. to us live in which case you know this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but anyway Let's go ahead and dive into our amateur radio topics for the evening. We do have a few of those that we want to cover, and uh, I guess I'll go ahead and read the first one here, uh, because why not? I, I, I actually read these in advance, and I actually made them so they weren't straight cut <laughs> and paste, so hopefully I didn't, like, bot something. We shall see. <laughs> but anyway, the first one is in here because it's from folks that we know and have talked to in the past, uh, the ARDC. They have uh, issued a grant to benefit high school computer science students. The ARDC is helping high school computer science students become makers by providing a grant to purchase Raspberry Pi computers and Arduino microcontrollers. California high school computer science AP teacher Sean Razor said he believes that a hands-on approach is the most effective way for students to learn and retain knowledge. The class would aim to accomplish this through encouraging students to invent their own systems using the Raspberry Pis and Arduinos. By combining these devices with sensors, motors, other electronics, and computer code, students was have the opportunity to learn complex technical concepts firsthand. One student, for example, is using a Raspberry Pi Zero and a variety of sensors to record flight data during a model rocket launch. Another has built an automated attendance taker using a Raspberry Pi and RFID sensors, or ARFID. ARDC, or Ard-C <laughs> is a California-based foundation with roots in amateur radio and internet technology. The ARDC, which manages AmperNet, said it planned to provide a monetary grants to organizations, groups, projects, and scholarships that have significant potential to advance the state of the art of amateur radio and of digital communications, which we talked to them about in the past. But this is one of the things they have issued a grant for, and it sounds pretty good. Obviously, kids who are already way smarter than I am. So, sounds like fun, and hopefully that money will get put to good use. And that story actually came from the AWRL imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> i know so so hard trying to find stuff that southgate hasn't already covered but we've been over that before anyway <clears throat> so cheryl you want to read a story sure this this one is kind of i think it would be cool if you read this one so.
2: okay all right well i guess i'll read this next story then. Oh, okay okay So our next story is twin sisters have a range of interests, from ham radios to bowling. Janet and Janice Robidoux don't live the kind of life that people would expect of women of their generation. The 86-year-old identical twins studied electrical engineering and worked for pioneering computer companies at a time when few women had careers in STEM fields. If living a full, long life means having a variety of interests and in being actively engaged in the world, the Robidous have a good have, are good role models. Excuse me, they've traveled the world via the airwaves as avid ham radio operators, a hobby they took up in their teens. They like collecting rankings and certificates from amateur radio competitions. They exchange Morse code transmissions at 20 words a minute to other amateur radio operators in all 50 states and contact ham radio operators located in as many national. national. National parks as possible. They've contacted people over the airwaves in about 200 countries, but, quote, we always want to get more countries, end quote, Janet said. And she continued on saying Morse code is almost a lost art, but the twins are expert Morse operators, said Lyle uh, Kohler, a ham radio operator friend from Shoreview, Minnesota. And this information came from the Star Advertiser.
0: Yeah, and as I, I believe the Star Advertiser is a is a uh, paper or a publication out of Hawaii. So cool. I think the uh, I think the sisters are
3: so Hawaii rare DX. <laughs> That's right. That's no fair. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, thought that was kind of a cool story. Don't see that very much, and uh, the the story is much longer, and it talks about all of the other things they like to do. But of course, we're interested in there, 20 words per minute morse code operation from hawaii so so you guys get on there talk to them
3: all right and uh this one is a story out of africa so naturally yeah, we'll absolutely ability. uh nalgonda government school to start amateur radio club students of the government school in nalgonda district are on the verge of creating history by setting up an amateur radio club on their school premises over 43 students of the government model school got They're restricted grade amateur radio licenses from the Department of Telecommunications recently, thanks to the support and encouragement by one of their teachers, Sayed Hilani, uh, who was who's also a licensed a lee licensed, a uh, licensed ham operator with the call sign uh, Victor Uniform three Oscar November Delta. However, the fresh amateur radio license holders faced another problem, procuring the radio equipment for making long distance contacts over radio. The, uh, Hyder, Hyderabad, 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 yeah, okay, whatever. The Hyderabad-based, uh, uh Lamakan, Lamakan Amateur Radio Club, also known as Lark, uh, came to their help. The club presented the students with a complete HF rig in Indigenously developed by another Hyderabad-based company, HF Signals, which shot to fame after it developed an extremely low-cost radio equipment named UBIT-X. Hey, how about that? The radio equipment is sought after among the amateur radio enthusiasts worldwide, though the school's name is the Tele... Telanga State Model School, situated in uh, Gundalpali Village. It is more popularly known as Dindi Government School, and hence the Amateur Radio Club will be named after Dindi. And this came from Telangana Today. Telangana Today. There you go. I get all the hard words. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cool, that's a cool, 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 cool story. Yeah, I like that, and I'll be interested to
0: see when they get on the air and what their call sign will be and whether we can uh, contact them. I do have a few contacts down in Africa, but very few. Most of the country is not really hot spot of amateur radio, but uh, there's definitely some parts of it that are like South Africa. There's uh, a few. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ghana, some of the parts off the like Western coast of Africa, stuff like that. Yeah. So, all right. Very cool so with that let's go ahead and move on into open source and i guess since i was the last or the first one to read i guess i'll read this one too ubuntu 21.10 has landed impish injury bill and i were having a conversation about what an injury is apparently it's a madagascaran uh primate something like a lemur something like a lemur so something like a lemur today the 14th of october canonical released ubuntu 21.10 the most productive environment for cloud native developers and ai stroke ml innovators across the world devices and cloud quote as open source becomes the new default we aim to bring ubuntu to all corners of the enterprise and all the places developers want to innovate said mark shuttleworth from the biggest public cloud still quoting here To the tiniest devices, from DGX servers to Windows WSL workstations, open source is the springboard for new ideas, and Ubuntu makes that springboard safe, secure, and consistent. End quote. Made for Ubuntu developers wherever they are, Ubuntu 21.10 brings the all-new PHP 8. (laughs) Even though it's my primary coding language. And GCC 11, including full support for static analysis, greatly improving everyday developer security awareness and low-level programming. With GNOME 40, it went from 3 to 40. They're doing that Firefox thing. Uh, Users gain dynamic workspaces and touchpad gestures. The new Firefox Snap, published by Mozilla, improves security and guarantees access to both the latest and the extended support release versions of the browser. The exact same version of the browser are available on multiple different versions of Ubuntu, simplifying enterprise developer platform management. Over the last year, the number of snaps published in the store has grown by 25%, And the Snap Store now serves over 10 million systems daily. Windows developers will be delighted with out-of-the-box support for graphical applications on Windows subsystem for Linux, which enables users to enjoy Ubuntu desktop applications without modification. I actually upgraded the system earlier today to Impish Injury and uh, didn't have any problems with it. Noticed a few UI tweaks and stuff like that. I have not tried it yet under... WSL, but that's probably the next thing I'm going to do with it. And uh, otherwise, it seemed to operate just fine on my uh, let's see, ninth gen Core i3. Didn't have any issues, so uh, it even ran OBS like sort of <laughs> yeah, while. as well as so, expected, <laughs> as well as expected with the uh, with the resources yeah, it had yeah. for sure. Well, that's cool. New version of Ubuntu, and let's see, twenty two hundred four will be an LTS. That's the next one that comes. Oh, yes, so. it will be.
3: How about that? Not too far away.
0: Yep, not too far away at all. But the new one, 21.10, is here. So, yeah, so if you want to preview the
3: features for the next LTS, it's definitely in this release. So, check it out.
0: Yep. Very good. And, Bill, you can do this uh on about wow, the Windows Yay. stuff? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I give you. I give you all the good <laughs> stuff. I give you the stuff out of Africa. I give you Microsoft. You know, you you the get stuff the, with the really shorts, hard words the, to, to, to pronounce and stuff
3: like that. There we go. So yeah, this is <laughs> Microsoft released Linux version of Windows Sysmon, tool. This release will allow Linux administrators to monitor devices for malicious activity. Of course, because it's on Windows. Uh, for those not familiar with Sysmon, Sysmon, aka System Monitor, like we didn't get that. Um it is an it is a sysinternals tool that monitors, monitors a system for malicious activity and then logs any detected behavior into the system log files. Sysmon's versatility comes from the ability to create custom configuration files that administers can use to monitor for specific system events that may indicate malicious activity is occurring on the system. Unlike Sysmon for Windows, Linux users will be required to compile the program themselves and ensure that they have all the required dependencies with instructions provided on the project's GitHub page. It is important to note that to compile Sysmon, you must first also install the Sysinternals EBPF project. Many of the events do not apply to Linux, such as the registry or WMI events, so admins will need to adjust configurations accordingly. Sysmon is a powerful tool widely used in Windows environments as part of an organization's toolbox, security toolbox. With its addition to Linux, a whole new segment of system administrators can utilize it to provide free system monitoring for malicious activity. And the source for this came from Bleeping, Bleep, 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 Bleeping Computer. And we also have the link to the GitHub page in the show notes. Yep. So there you go. More,
0: more Microsoft stuff you can use on Linux. Yay. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I didn't even bother to check to see if the thing was open source, but you know what? I don't yeah, have to. It's on should kind have a license file, right?
3: Let's see. Scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. Yeah. Oh, Where's the license file? Where are you? Oh, there you are. Uh, yeah, GPL uh, version 2.1. Well, there you go. So Microsoft. That's putting strange. Up stuff Normally they're there. all MIT stuff.
0: And ooh, Microsoft delving into copyleft. I don't know. The world's going to
3: end. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sysinternals EBS is licensed under LGPL 2.1. Uh,
0: LGPL is slightly more restrictive, but, I mean, it's still left, So, All right, well, that's all we had in the strictly open source segment, but now we're going to move on to Linux and the ham shack. And the first one, this is a story I'm going to read the copy of that I hopefully made actually intelligible <laughs> the way I'm going to read it. But I have to admit that I understand very little about what I'm about to read. So. <laughs> So let's, let's just go with it. Jetson-based SDR system features updated AirStack software. DeepWave Digital's version 0.5.0 release of its Ubuntu-based AirStack SDR stack adds CV sample rates and improved recovery support. AirStack runs on DeepWave's AirT and rugged new AirT Edge systems based on a Jetson TX2i, Arctic 7 FPGA, and an AD transceiver. Philadelphia-based DeepWave Digital has released version 0.5.0, of its Ubuntu-based AirStack distribution for software-defined radio applications. The software runs on its AirT development boards and enclosed AirT-embedded systems. The 0.5.0 release is required for the recently announced AirT Edge series. The initial AirT Edge Air 8201 model is on presale at an undisclosed price. I did see a price later on in this story, and it was in the multi-thousands, so take that for what it's worth. The AirStack software and AirT artificial intelligence radio transceiver boards differ from the most SDR solutions by adding deep learning enabling by APIs that exploit the AI capability of the GPU on NVIDIA's Jetson modules. All the RT systems, including the Edge, use zero copy memory access, quote, to overcome the data transfer overhead typically associated with GPU processing, unquote, says Deep Wave. The major new interface addition on the Air 8201 is an M2 slot for SATA storage. The RT Edge is further equipped with gigabit Ethernet, USB 3.0, USB OTG, and 4K-ready HDMI ports. The system runs at a maximum of 25 watts. Full specs are not yet posted on the AirT wiki, but the image above, (laughs) you can see if you go to the story, shows a serial board and expansion connector, which is presumably used for the previously available DIO. Also likely on board are the previous Wi-Fi, Bluetooth radio, external LO input.
3: Local oscillator.
0: White local oscillator, okay. Uh, PPS, 10 megahertz reference input, and 8 to 15 volt DC input. The PCB appears to retain the earlier mini ITX form factor. This is not specifically amateur radio related. However, it does deal with SDRs, and I'm assuming that at some point somebody will usurp this technology for amateur radio use. So. Yeah. <laughs> At least rich, rich yeah. people, because this is all. Price yeah, the stuff.
3: original Air T board without the enclosure was available for forty nine ninety five, and that's in that's a in front of the decimal point. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> on, not, not forty nine dollars ninety five. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is uh, definitely a high end vert board. This would be kind of like a you know, similar to what the Hermes board or whatever that was really expensive as well. That I think most of the Anon Anons are based on. I could be wrong, but. Anyway, yeah, very expensive architecture. So Interesting, though.
0: Yep, interesting. And this story was much longer. They went into a lot of the technical details about the AirT platform. So if you're interested in that, check it out, as I'm sure somebody will be. And, you know, somebody will probably rebrand this as, oh, I don't know, some other SDR that we've heard about in the past. (laughs) That's also in the multi-thousands of dollars that I can't afford, and no one will give me one. So anyway... Let's just move on from that. And Bill wants to tell us about some updates to CQR log.
3: Yeah. So, uh, I got, we got that feedback on the, uh, deep dive about, uh, CQR log, uh, basically, uh, not being able to create a new, a new database on, uh, on arch. I believe that's, that's what came in from, uh, him and, uh, I, don't know, I, I can always look up the call sign too. What was it? Uh, W6 something, something, something. <laughs> yeah, it was like ABZ or BZ. Yeah, W6BZY from Ken. So, yeah, so B-Z-Y. he uh, talked about it and I was like, okay, fine, I'll record a video. It can't be that bad. Sure enough, it's that bad. Um, yeah, so out of the box, <laughs> it does not allow you, and I, I tried uh, both the the Git version and the bin version of the packages um from uh, from the AUR, the Arch user repository. And uh yeah, bad bad news. Did not was not able to create a new instance of a database, which just you know, exasperate yeah, whatever. Just basically repeats my opinion that it needs to be SQLite and get rid of all the MySQL crap from it because it's uh it's just problematic i i also tested uh fedora 34 and it went to 20 the brand new one what's 2110 yeah 2110 um i obviously was not able to install the ppa on 2110 but um yeah the results are interesting so uh there'll be a youtube video out that will go over that in uh well probably as soon as i click the uh, publish button and i a thumbnail on it. (laughs) So so you can go over to our YouTube channel if you haven't visited that yet and check that out. Um, Yeah. CQR log. Hmm. Sad, sad story. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that'll get fixed upstream. I'm sure it's a compilation error or something like that. um, That's causing this. It's definitely, uh, it definitely works fine on my system because I copied my existing database over, but for a new user. Yeah, it's obviously not not acceptable because you're not going to have an existing setup to uh, copy in there in your environment. So, uh, yeah, bad news. But, um, hey, one of them worked. You'll just have to watch the video to see which one. All right. So check out the video. Go
0: to the YouTube channel. There's a link on the website. And if not, just go to YouTube and type in Linux in the hampshire. You'll find it, I assure you. All right. Well, that actually brings us down to all the stories we could muster for this week. It's actually more than I thought we were going to get after I started looking for stuff to, to put in here because it was it was pretty dry out there in the in the uh, newsverse or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, that's what we got. And before we go though, we do have our social media roundup, and we'll bring Cheryl in here to give you the rundown.
2: Okay, so we're going to start our list off with our Patreons. That's Gary Tibbets, Bryce Johnston, David Scarf, David Slaughter, Jim Lawson, Patrick Ang, Douglas Shock, Eric Guth, Brandon Rosak. John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Redder, David Jakeway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erno Costales, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rullo, Dal Montgover, Herb Garcia, Steve Saner, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randolph Smith, and Andy Webster. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, for our subscriptions, we have Bob Allberg, which is new. Welcome aboard. We have Paul Mooney, Chris DeLuca, Andy Cowley, Eric Muller, Carl Bacchus, Isaac Gear, Thomas Foy, Michael Burdak, Kevin Ivey, Tony Coberly, Ronald Ikey, Johnny Kinsey, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Peter, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hale, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Roger Pereira, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Bill Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerke, Steve Biola, Alan Wilson, Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. On Facebook, Frank Austin and Bob Alberg joined us. On Twitter, we had at SJU87, at Reggie Uno, at RobertS69677595. At vu2lvj and at nroq underscore radio on YouTube we had Gator Gal or Gaber Gal excuse me Reginald Adант- Addo excuse me Liberty Cave S set wow ws7pb Denver Johnson Bob Alberg and K Will sixty six on Discord we had W five AJQ Jonathan. Bob underscore K-0-T-A-Z, and N-V-4-C. We didn't have anybody join us on the mailing list, and we had no merchandise sales.
0: And Jonathan is one of the folks who joined us for the live show tonight. So I want to welcome Jonathan. He's a new Discord participant, and he's actually listening right now, along with a few others. We had Steve, K-A-7-H-B-T, Tony, K-4-X-S-S, Don, K-C-9-Z-M-Y, Ted, W-A-0-E-I-R, and Darren, V-K-6-E-K. So thanks everybody who tuned into the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're glad to have a nice uh studio audience to keep us company while we record these episodes. And for those of you who listen afterwards, you know, give it a try sometime. Hit Discord, uh find a Icecast client or, you know, whatever it takes to listen live and uh participate in the live show. It's usually a lot of fun and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the live portion of things that you don't get to hear during the release version. And, uh, you know, some of the R-rated stuff that doesn't make it to the the actual release. So not that there's all that, but, you know, sometimes it's a lot more fun. (laughs) And Darren says, thanks again, LHS team. Well, thanks, Darren. And uh, we appreciate everybody being here. And with that, I guess we have run out of things to talk about on this episode, our short topics episode. So we hope you will tune in for the next one, which will be our deep dive. And we hope you have a great week. And in the meantime, we're going to get on out of here. This has been Linux in the Ham Shack, episode number 436. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
2: I'm Charlotte, B5MOO.
3: And I'm muted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was like, oh no, where's Bill? <laughs> and
3: I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of linux in the ham shack lhs is a community sponsored podcast the show is recorded live every thursday at 8 p.m central time plus or minus qrl connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke lhslive our website is located at lhspodcast.info you can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash lhspodcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is URL.bcts.info. Stroke Discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show. That's one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador